Hello, dear listeners. Welcome to this podcast with Pastor Mubarakota. Mubarakota is the founder and leader of Christ Love World Outreach, a global evangelical ministry that is impacting the lives of many worldwide. Mubarak, an anointed teacher of the word, teaches the good news that has the power to heal the brokenhearted, free the captives, and change lives. Stay connected as you receive God's inspired word. Now, today's message. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Heavenly Father, we ask that you speak to us tonight. Put your hand on your chest and say, Lord, speak to me. I open up my heart to receive your wisdom. Oh Lord, I lay off every naughtiness and hardness and I submit myself to your word. I receive tonight the engrafted word of God which is able to save me and help me. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. You may be seated. I want to welcome you to this special program that is done every month um, for the purpose of marriage. Amen. Genesis 2.18 Now the Lord God said, it is not good, sufficient, satisfactory that man should be alone. I will make him a helper meet, someone who's suitable, adapted, complementary for him. Amen. What this means is that marriage or partnership, which in our context we call marriage, is something that was ordained by God. Amen. Can you all hear me? and um, it's a good thing amen it's a what it's a good thing it's a good thing that you have a vision one, one thing you should notice is that whatever you don't have a vision for you are likely not to achieve in life you must be deliberate about everything you want and that directs the effort you put in. Amen. If you want to buy a car, your efforts go in that direction. Everything in you rises up in that direction. So, if you want to build a house, it's the same thing. Now, along the line, there are three very important decisions you must make in your life. The number one is where to spend eternity. Number two is who you have to marry. Number three, what you decide to do with your life. Now, marriage forms a very important aspect of your life. For both of us, men and women, if God said it's no good, then obviously it's not a good thing. So you have, you have to have a vision. Not leave it to the sweet by and by. Don't say, hopefully, when things are right. Or when in the future. It's not good to leave it to chance because 
the tendency it will happen is very low if you are not deliberate about it. Marriage is one of the difficult things to ever do and stay in. Amen. Now, why are we talking about marriage? Because as part of our vision, everything we do in this church is tailored around the vision of the church. That's what you should know. Everything. I've gathered you here, my children, my pastors, my team members, because I understand the importance of this in your, in your, in your life. And if I, if I know if you don't get it right, it can come back and affect the vision. Do you get it? For instance, what is the point of inspiring people to work for the Lord? Then we have series of leaders, seminar, empowerment, whatever, whatever. Then our pastors marry. Okay. So let's see a pastor is sent to Australia. He plants a church. It's doing very well. Then he goes to marry a strange woman because he lacked the information that was needed to make the right decision. What will happen? It's one, one mistake from your wife can destroy your ministry. And one mistake from your husband can destroy you. Do you understand what I'm saying? So it's very important that we are equipped with the right knowledge and understand. You know, about a week ago, I was listening to the radio. I was coming back home before I went to Kumasi. And you were having this discussion on Sunny FM. All right? And, sorry, the tire's not straight. <laughs> and we were talking about artists, music artists, and how they are managed by their family. So the host was talking about a music artist she knows whose manager is the husband. So they were going for a program. She's going to minister. Apparently she's a very big music artist in Ghana. But they didn't mention the name. Then they do, then they get. But as they are coming, they were fighting in the car. Someone who has been paid, people like you see, we advertise. Maybe women in worship. That, I'm not saying that's the program, but they advertise. Maybe this program, you, you know, or they mention all the musicians. Then they come. Now, when the woman got there, she was crying. Crying. She said, why is it every time I have a ministration, you, you do this? Why do you fight with me every time? So the woman came out and she was saying, she said, I can't minister, I can't minister. Now, when you see something like that, that is the beginning of the downfall of that person's ministry if God doesn't intervene. Why? Because the partner that hasn't got the right, the ability, you see, is not suited for the kind of calling that a lady has. So most likely, She's married the wrong person. Or she's married someone who's going to be used by the enemy to destroy her life. 
There was this great musician called Whitney Houston. Whitney Houston was a great singer in the 80s and 90s. Marvelous voice. He sang powerful songs like uh, Yo, I'll always love you. And what? I look to you. And she has very beautiful songs. Now, when Houston met a guy called Bobby Brown, and unfortunately was introduced to substance abuse, that was it. So, if we don't get it right in our marriages, the ministry will not work. That's why I want to teach your wives how to behave. I want to teach you how to also behave by the grace of God. As we are all taught. Because as I learn, I'm also learning. Amen. So we are here because of the vision. Very soon, most of you are going to be getting married. It's not like amen, like there's something that will happen in two, three years. A year, two, three, yeah. Some of you are done with school. What's next? Pastors, you know what to do with your life. You are burning. You just have to marry. And those who even have the guts are able to marry in school. Amen. So I want you to believe that is the right thing. All right? And as you accept in your heart that is the right thing to do, you also want to be interested in the requisite knowledge that you need so that you can have a good marriage. Because marriage is not easy. When we say it, you never understand till you're in it. It takes a lot of grace and maturity. When you see two people happy in a marriage that looks happy, one thing I always want you to know is they are trying. Do you get it? It's not a joke. Easy at all. But God is our helper. There are many things, Romans 12, 2. There are many things that in this world we are forced to conform to. Amen. So I hope you understand why you are here. You are here because very soon you will be getting married. And if you don't believe in marriage, I'm encouraging you to believe in it. You have to. And if you think you have to postpone your marriage, it's not really... <clears throat> a good thing. The earlier, the better. Hallelujah. We are not forcing you to get married, but what we are encouraging is that it's better when it's done early. For so many reasons. It's easier to give birth when you are 25 than to give birth when you are 35. That's why it's very important. 
If you give birth at 25, by the time you are 50, your firstborn is 25. But if you give birth at 35, by the time you are 50, your firstborn is 15. By the time you are 60, your firstborn is what? 25. Around university. So your pension will be used for what? It, it may not sound, but practically it's very important. Hallelujah. You don't want to be paying school fees when you are 60. Oh. You want to be going on vacation with your money. And be not conformed to this world. This phrase, put it in yellow. This phrase, be not conformed to this world. It means that, Pastor, there are many things in this world that we are likely to agree to, which is not necessarily God. People today will easily go by what a telenovela says over what the word of God is. And to be honest, there are people who have totally forgotten about the word of God. If there are advisors, I say, oh, me share a movie with you, and I'm not going to die, and I'm not going to die, and I'm not going to die, and I'm not going to die. How can you use something like this to advise someone? Do you know what that means? It means, if you see, if I lean on this thing, it will not fall. Why? Because it has a, a foundation. But if you see, if I try leaning, everybody will wake up and say, oh, Papa, please. Why? Because this is not enduring. This is not firm. When you take a movie, a telenovela, and you are basing your, your actions or validating your actions on a telenovela, it's like you are leaning on this pulpit. Some of you have role models. Your bosses, they've made it in life. Or they've achieved something. And their experience are becoming to are be, beginning to validate what your experience should be is wrong. For instance, you work in a place. Your boss is in mid 40, she's 45, 40. She tried getting married. It didn't work. She started very well, but it ended bitterly because the man disappointed her, ran away with her money, cheated her, whatever. So, all her life, her definition of men and marriage is like, men are wicked. Now, when you get close to a person like this, if you are not careful, you will conform to her philosophy and ideology. Do you understand? She'll begin to tell you things like, you have to be independent, you know? You don't need a man. 
You have to work hard. Get your money before you think about a man. But that's not what the Bible says. So when it says, be not conformed to this world, he's telling you so many important things that you must not ignore. Your boss's experience can never be your experience and will not be. Your mother's experience can never be your experience. Imagine an environment that you are in with female, self-made, whatever. And if you talk about your, your, your fiancé, it's like a mockery. Hey, you are still following boys. It's not a good environment. Very toxic. Why? Because it's not, it's not what the word of God says. Man was made for woman. Woman was made for man. When you take a woman's vagina, okay, I told you 18. If you are, you know, when you take a woman's vagina, what else can fit into it perfectly apart from a penis? To reproduce. Can you put a water hose? No, it, I'm just trying to show you. Give me a, a socket. Oh. Give me that black socket, the organ socket. Remove everything, like this one. No, with a multi socket. Remove this one. This socket. Can I get some? Give me this one. This one. The charger, yeah. What else was this? Were these three holes made for, if not for this? Does this look like it fits? Is there any other thing you can fit in here? Think of any other thing apart from a plug, a three-pin socket. Think about it. Well, two-pin. Okay. At the end of the day, it still fits. Not so. So I'm talking about like a socket. Think about anything apart from a socket that will make this thing useful. That shows you that when you take a woman, there's no other complement that makes a woman complete than a man. Not a dog, not a pet. If I use a two-pin, it fits, but it doesn't mean Everybody that watches will know that. And this actually is not two pin. It's three. It got broken. Even if you fit a two pin, everybody will know that it's not complete. Like there's something more that can be added. Good. That's how come you can have many things. But what God has said is what God has said. When God said, I'm making a woman, he created a woman with he created a woman with the man, the man in mind. Where does this go to? He created the woman with the man in mind. It's like a bespoke sort of. This dress I'm wearing, I did not walk to a shop 
to buy it. Someone came and said, let me measure your tummy. Let me measure your back. Let me measure your leg. He did everything. So when I wear it, it's like it was made for me. But this shoe was not like that. So you know what I wear? It squeezes me because they didn't do it with the intention that I'll wear it. Me, not me. They hope that everybody whose leg is like 42, 43 can wear but they didn't have Mubarak in mind. Now, we have to come out of the conform, the, the world standards. We, we have to come out of this thing that is drowning all of us and resort to only the Bible. as the standard of behavior. As the word. So, Pastor Evangelist, I mean, there's no way. Huh? Give me your book. They have these love books. 23 things to make a woman happy. 14 things to express love. 24 things to say when you don't know what to say. All these things. There's no way any of them can educate you to be a good husband than the word of God. A book that has been useful. You write a book today. Five years later, the book, many lies have appeared inside. Yeah, because... Many things don't hold after many times. You, 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 you quote a statement today, tomorrow you see that, hey, it's not valid. It's not valid. Because every day, every night, things are changing. You watch a film today or a talk show on something tomorrow. Let them come and tell you this. For instance, Pastor, if if you are watching uh, a car documentary on Toyota Highlander 2009 model, and the one giving the documentary says, "This is the fastest car." In this category, this is this, this is that, this is this, and it's so full efficient. And you are watching this car documentary in 2022. Is it true? Your many cars have come. But not so with the Bible. More updated than tomorrow's newspaper. It's a mystery. How something that was written in Abraham's time today, when we read, it still makes sense. Not many things make sense like that. Go and take your book, your science book. You see many lies in it. You people see your nurses. Medicine is the most confused thing you can ever have. Because even common blood pressure, Americans say 140 over 820. People say 120 over this. So even how to know correct sugar level, you don't know. 
Not, but not so with the Bible. Americans say, oh, it's 140 over this. These people to say, oh, it's 120 over there. You know, how will you know? Because you see, things keep changing. Every day and night, things change, change, change. A hair you bought some few weeks ago is not useful again. But the Bible, super updated. You can read the Bible today and it will give you something that will come. You read it today and it will give you something that will come what? Next three years. I said it's more updated than tomorrow's daily graphic. That's the Bible we read. So you must accept the Bible in totality. Not 24 steps to making a woman happy. Number one, buy her flowers. Um, let me ask you here. As you are here, if your husband has thousand cities and flowers, which one will you choose? Flowers, what does it mean for you? It's why two men who like flowers. Do you like flowers? You don't like it. No. Do you like it? As I'm you have thousand. Who cut off flowers, man? You be here when you be. I don't want fast scanner, mommy. I don't want fast scanner. What's your name? 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 That's what she did. Eh? I can make a touch you, Like if I had used it to buy hair. But I've gone to buy these flowers. Okay, you read 24 weeks of making a woman, then say, send her a card when she's at work. Ghana girl, you send her a card. No, 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 we are talking about. Card with a note. Hallmark, Hallmark card. Send her a card. It says send her a card. 24 steps of love. Always make sure that the flowers are fresh. She doesn't care. She wants mumu. Rose flower. Ghana girls, when they see rose card, they can't tell. Uh, hey, let me ask you, how many of you know rose? Be honest. Have you seen a rose before? So that your book is not is not valid. But you know Mumu. If you see Mumu, if you smell Mumu, you are asleep while you wake up. When you hear that pick me in your dream cry, you wake up. Because that's the one you know. So it means that book has to be updated. But what the Bible teaches is never outdated. That's why tonight I want to base the best behaviors in, in marriage and religion. Not on 24 things to make your wife happy. But on what the word of God says. Oh yes. So that as you marry, you will do what the word of God says. You keep your home. But as you marry a pastor, you will be a godly husband. And you will keep your home. So that our marriages will not break apart. So that we will not marry. Look at the zeal we have for God. Look at the way we are going, starting branches. So that you will not marry. And the next minute, when we are, we'll be hearing you and your wife. We choose no person. 
Me nu me hose me waro. Oye bema koto benku. So that we not hear things like, oh, so bad me. Hey. Me na me na madana me waro. Like, I've regretted for marrying you. You that one day, you used to tell you are the nicest smell I've ever smelled. I like your perfume. Is it a perfume You can smell her armpits. A man whose teeth is bent. But you are the one who used to say you have the beautiful teeth in the world. What's changed? Things, eh, things happen in marriage, you don't know. If you ever get to stay behind the doors of two married people, you think they are children. The arguments and the insults. But that will not be your portion. Because it's also possible to have a very good marriage. A very peaceful one. One that is happy. One that you are like friends with your beloved. Your, your wife or husband. One that you tease each other. You are, you are just happy. It's possible to have a peaceful home where there's no noise. There's no katakata. It's possible. But it all depends on how well you want to behave. If you choose to behave what the Bible says, you'll be okay. There are standards of behavior prescribed not by a love doctor who has studied love couples for 24 years and has experience and PhD in love. You get it? You know, one time I was watching this video I chanced on on YouTube and some a couple, they are trying to do marriage counseling. But you see, I have a very unique gift of discernment. When I see something that's fake, I know. I don't know, but I just know. When I see things, I know things like, I don't force myself to know things. I can be with you if you do, I'll know what you, I can tell you everything you think. It's a gift I have. When I saw that, I knew these people, they are not happy in their marriage. They are just faking to get money. I knew the wife was not stable she was not okay and i knew the man was very some way i don't know them more he's an american whatever but when i saw the way they were doing that i said oh this thing is fake so you submit yourself to people who tell you things not based on the word of god you are lost there's appropriate behavior that if a man is willing to go by that behavior, mm -hmm. and a woman is also good, willing to go by that behavior, guess what is going to happen?
there will be perfect bliss. But you know, you can't eat your cake and have it. If you, if you are not disciplined enough to behave, you can't have a happy marriage. If you see a duck on the water, what do you see? You see a bed, a duck. It will be going softly like that. I don't know if you've ever seen a duck. Maybe you should look for a video of a duck. It goes softly on the water like that. But if you just look under the water, you'll see the legs. It's hitting the water. So the cool movement is actually the result of a very rough staring. When you see someone driving a car, let's say a manual car is going, ooh, the car is going, you should just see the leg. You see? You see the bubbles under. It's going ta 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 ta. But the top there, gentle, like a very peaceful bed, is going cool. But under, it's a lot of hard work. That's what marriage is. You see the thing beautiful, but if you enter, it's a lot of hard work. If you lose God one, your marriage will be spoiled. That's why people who don't have respect for principles and respect for certain things like what the word of God says. No, one time I was talking to my wife and we were talking now, something like that. Then we were discussing how marriages are very fragile in the world. Something small, people say I'm divorcing, something small I'm breaking. And as we kept talking, we all resolved that. You see, if you are not willing to go by the dictates of the Bible, your marriage will not work. Do you understand? That is as simple as ABC. If you want to marry and use other principles, the marriage will fail. How to behave in your marriage. First Peter 2. <clears throat> Verses number 13. Let's start from verse 1, sorry. First Peter three, sorry. Sorry, three. Hallelujah. <clears throat> Are we there? Can we read? All right, let me read. Likewise, ye wives, be in subjection to your own husbands. So when you marry as a woman, this is it all. Be in subjection to your own husband. This is the wisdom of God. Though. I tell you, this is 
100 trillion billion times higher than 24 ways to have a good marriage written by some white man who has never married written by a white woman who has never had a husband and only has what we call a partner because whites don't they don't marry they can live with someone and call this my partner they will live 35 years they will never marry I met a friend and I was like, he said, my partner. Then later they got married. So I asked him, why is it that you people don't marry? He said, because here, if you marry, your wife has everything now. So if your wife is crazy, after the marriage, she'll just wake up one day and say she's divorcing you. And everything you worked for, she'll take it away. So most men don't marry. System no Ye wives be in subjection to your own husband, that if any obey not the word, they also may without the word, the word be worn by the conversation of the wives. Hmm. Verse 2. While they behold your chaste conversations coupled with fear. 3. Whose adorning not, let it not be that outward adorning of plating the hair and of wearing of gold and of putting on of apparel for, but let it be the hidden man of the heart in that which is not corruptible, even as the ornament of a meek and quiet spirit, which is in the sight of God a great price. Five. For after this manner, the old time, after this manner in the old time, the holy women also who trusted in God adorned themselves being in subjection unto their own husband. Six, even as Sarah obeyed Abraham, calling him Lord, whose daughters ye are, as long as ye do well and are not afraid with any amazement. Seven, likewise, ye husbands, dwell with them according to knowledge, giving honor unto the wife, as unto the weaker vessel, and as being heirs of the grace of life, that your prayers be not hindered. Hallelujah. That's what your prayers be not hindered. So, number one, behavior. I'm starting with the men. Men, are you ready? How to behave in a, a man should behave in a marriage or a relation. We are saying relation because that's what's going to lead you to your marriage. Okay. Number one. In a godly marriage, the husband must have knowledge of the wife. Must know the wife. Must what? Know. A man who does not know his wife is in trouble. Let's run quickly to Psalm 103, verse 14. Let me show you something. Let's start from verse 12. 
This is God knowing his children. I'm showing what it means to know something. Okay? So God and his children, look at it. As far as the east is from the west, so far hath he removed our transgressions. Verse 13. Like as a father pitieth his children, so the Lord pitieth them that fear him. Verse 14. For he knoweth our frame, and he remembereth that we are dust. So, you see, as I'm standing here now, God, when God is dealing with me, he knows I'm a man. Yeah, he knows. He knows I'm dust. That's why when I'm silly, he doesn't take it too far. Because if God should deal with us, as per, as per, we will not be here. Yeah. We are the most fragile of every... Even, in a sense, dogs are better than us. Why do I say that? Because if a dog is silly, it's silly. Oh? And if a dog is intelligent, it's what? Intelligent. But when you take a man, he has a mixture of silliness and intelligence. And that's the most difficult thing to deal with a man. How a man can even look at, like we are, I'm preaching right now. You look at the pastor and say, you are preaching good, you are preaching good. Powerful, powerful. Then after 20 minutes, he looks at his watch. Hey, this man, is, he has to close early. That shows you how frail man is. Because if God should consider man like the way man is fine, man will have nothing. So he says, give me a message. He has knowledge. Men and women don't live very long. 14. He knows us inside out. He, so as APG says, God knows the, the foolish thought he will have tomorrow morning and has already forgiven him. Don't you see something that has very funny towards God? One thing that I, as, as I look at, has always beat my mind. No mm? wonder I was in church. I was in, not in this church. I was in another church. And after the service, the man of God said, oh, all of us should come to the altar and pray. So we all came, then some people. Then as the people were praying, I just sat at the altar. At, at a point, I, I, I was praying, but I began to look at people praying. And I looked at some of the ladies. They sat down. Then I asked myself, are these not the same people as we are praying? Are these not the same people who go out there? And someone who step out and just say, excuse me. Why should you be praying and step out and insult your president? Are you normal? 
if the two don't why do we trust water when you fetch water why do we trust as the water is coming because you trust that it is water that will come all through it's not like as water has come after three minutes to turn to urine but human beings we are like that good water is coming out of us and two minutes time urine is coming so if you are drinking water from a man be careful Because you don't know when the thing changes to urine. When we go to buy fuel, when he fix the gun, we know if it's petrol, it's petrol. We, he won't put mad water at a point. So we trust him to fill the tank. But human being, when you deal with human, he's smiling, but watch out. Because by the time evening is gone, he's frowning. But still, God knoweth our frame. He knows our frame. At the end of the day, he recognizes us as pieces of dust. Now, this is the context in which a man must know his wife. Because wives, women, are the most complicated people you can deal with. You dare laugh. It will come. Am I helping you? As I'm woman, ladies, relax. I'm helping you. Okay, <laughs> the way you're watching me is like, I beg you, I'm for you, not against you. Are you not complicated? You yourself look at your life. Someone God has given a line here, then they clean the line, then they draw their own here. As God gave you nails, is it not that same nails you are using? They, they say they don't want the nails. So they will add another nails to it. Even this one. What's the name of this one? They say it's too short. So they will add another one too. You are not scared of these people. God give them breasts. They say it's too small. They will go and cut it and put another breast in it. They themselves, they don't understand themselves. God give them bottles. They say no. They will cut and put some in it. You know, one day, a man was praying. <laughs> Supernatural greatness. Yeah. One day it was a man's birthday. And he was praying, he was praying to God. He said, God, my birthday, you must bless me. So the angel just appeared. He said, What do you want? He said, Lord, I want to go to Hawaii, but I don't want to fly. So I want you to do a highway from Accra to Hawaii. Put Accra to Hawaii. Hawaii is far, far, far. I want a highway, three going, three coming. The angel said, it's not possible. It's not possible. Because the, the kind of work involved, we can't do that for you. So make another wish. Guys, okay. Give me a book. That will help me understand my wife. 
They didn't just say, the highway, which one? How many number? How many did you say you wanted? We are working on it right now. Right now, now. Hey, Gabriel, come. Fix the highway right now. <laughs> Gabriel is here. Look at her. He said, from Accra to Hawaii. He said, one day, five hours. He said, do the highway. You, you say you want a book to understand women. Even God doesn't understand. I don't know if God understands, but it looks like. Eh, but even God says. Someone who is talk, God is talking to Sarah. She laughs. He says, well, Sarah, why are you laughing? I have not laughed. <laughs> <laughs> but Sarah, I just caught you laughing. You say, no, me, God. God is uh, surprised about his creation. The, the woman was laughing. Oh. Sarah, that we say, they say we should follow her. No. God, because that's the best you can get. Even the top, top of women. You see, the Bible said, as Sarah called Abraham Lord, it shows you Sarah is an, a high. When we say virtuous, and people believe Sarah is a virtuous woman. Yeah. In Proverbs 31. Sarah, even here, God was not this thing. God had to drop the keys. Because look, he said, Sarah loved within herself. An old man like me. You know how funny comments, Wajabe God, like, God said, I'll give you a chance. Oh, how can you give me a chance? Look at an old man. Then God said, ah. He said, an old man like me, get pregnant with this old man of my husband. And God heard it. So 13, suddenly God, God said, ah. Abraham, why did Sarah laugh? Me? Have a baby, an old one like me. Then they asked Sarah, 14. Is anything too hard for God? Next year, Sarah will have a baby. He said, I didn't laugh. In James, Sarah denied saying, I laugh not. Did you hear me laugh? <laughs> I laugh, I didn't laugh. Are you sure God? God himself was shocked. God is like, ah, did I really hear Sarah laugh? God is like, ah, did I really hear Sarah laugh? Meanwhile, he heard him all. If you don't fear this one. <laughs> Sarah then denies it. I laugh not. But you see, God, this is how God wants us related to men. He overlooked. He didn't push it again because he knows her frame. A woman, you see, he knows us inside out. I believe women are the most strong and most powerful beings. A man, the strength of a woman can never compare to the strength of a man. Men are not strong. Women a research was done. The pain women go to a childbirth, if men are subjected to a one a tenth of it, most men will go off. It's research. You can read on it. <clears throat> so, 
So I don't see this. I, I don't say to this to this this the, uh, to disregard women in any way. They are very powerful, but Charlie, they are very weak also. So go back to that scripture. First Peter three <laughs> verses number. Go to where it says, "Husband, love your wives, know your wives." <clears throat> Versus what? Are you learning something? Verse 7. Likewise. Likewise. Husbands. Dwell. With them. According to knowledge. That word according to knowledge. Be interested in knowing them. Know that even though she, she insulted you, she didn't mean it. Know that even though she nagged, it's, it's not serious. If you take it serious, it will worry the marriage. Know that even though she misbehaved. Husbands, listen. All these things will look like, but when the real day comes, don't forget these words. No. No. Try. No. It's like all of us went to buy, we went to buy cars. But we could not buy new cars. Oh, no, no. Okay, we bought new cars. Okay. I got uh, a Toyota Land Cruiser, what? V8. You got the equivalent of Lexus. Evangelist got what? Tundra. Now, when we came home, Tundra is from Toyota, but with a different form of specification. V8 is also from a different form of specification. Lexus is also a different. So, what it means is that when we get back home, I must come and study my car. Because the cars are sophisticated now. You must know how it works. You must know what every sign is. You must know when your tire pressure is on, the sign that comes. You know, sometimes when I see Pastor Mosca, some lights will appear by the mirror. Then I'll ask him, Pastor, what is this? Then he said, oh, if the car is going off the, what do you call it? The marking, it will do quick, quick, quick. Meaning that you are going. My car is not like that. My car needs to watch. I notice when I'm driving, sometimes the car stops. Huh. You see, it's, it's what? It's in the traffic. It stops by itself. Huh. Sometimes there are some cars, if you drive, uh, when it gets your traffic light, it, itself, the engine will go off. I think it's your car like that too. Then when the traffic light comes, is that it's a unique car. You must know it. If you don't know it, you say, you say oh, Pasamokan, Ejayo. Ejaye. It's not stopped. It does the technology. You must be equipped with the technology. Knowledge, 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 knowledge. There are these new cars, some of them, when it's going to hit something, like when something crosses it to stop. 
engine will shut down completely. It's a defensive thing so that the car does not collide. So if you sit in a car like this, you must know this is what this lights mean. This is what this means. As a Mosca, when you sit in it, you, there's no key. There's a certain chip. You put it by the ignition, you press, then it starts. Always is not like that. Always is a key. Some two don't have keys. Some you use some wire to connect. So <laughs> there, there, every car. Have you sat in some of these atomic junction taxis? You, you pull some wires here and you click. Red and blue. Red and blue. Suddenly the car starts. It's totally different from Pastor Mosca. <laughs> some of the cars, when you sit, the gear at a car, when you put when you want to go reverse, you lift it and you put it at the one. <laughs> put push to start and join the wires. That's how women are. Maybe your wife is the one that you need to. I pray you don't have a wife like this. You have this one. I'm talking to the guys. Forget about the women. If you have a wife that is wire and you want to do push to start, it will shock you. I said it will shock you. The wires will shock you. If your wife is pushed to start, hallelujah. Some of the cars, when you are turning, it's called power steering. When you touch it a little, it will turn. Some too. It's not easy. You have to turn the thing. Manpower. If you know your car, you prepare your muscles. The women are different. I'm saying what? One guy was talking to the wife. Then he just did this. The wife said, ah, I told you, you said my mouth is smelling. You said my, my mouth is smelling. Oh, true story. I'm telling you, not a lie. I've been telling you. I said my mouth is smelling. Thank you. Ooh. Like just oh, he said ah, uh, he said my wife, my mouth is smelling. My mouth is smelling now, dear. That's what you've reduced me to. Know them. Know them. All women are different. You can have four sisters. All of them are different. Even did they, they tell you this one is like this. This one is like this. This one is like. Totally different. The power steering one. Yeah. And the stubborn one. <laughs> the power steering one say, God said we should do this. God said. But the stubborn one. There's nothing wrong with it too. It's just the nature of the car. 
You've not married the wrong person. You just have to know the car. That's your coming to tell you. You will find your own strategies. They are all cars. They will move. Whether it's a key or power, whatever, it's a car. Whether I stop by it or not, I have to press brake. It's still a car. It's drivable. So if it's why you say, you say, God says, tell God to tell me to. There are just two different market values. Unfortunately, you, that's the one you got. Now, if you don't have the knowledge, you will destroy the marriage. You must know them. Know them. Sometimes you go and buy a car. And they will tell you, oh, car no. Problem being in your gearbox no. And I will problem. He has told you the problem. You know, means when you are driving the car, as you change the gear, it will not go. Don't panic. They told you. They told you that this is it. This is the problem. So the knowledge reassures you that, oh, it's okay. If you don't know, that is when it's a problem. For most men who can live with their wives, it's a problem of knowledge. So the wives will say, I wish my husband really understood and knew me. If God did not know our frame, he would, all of us, if you do a mistake, he'll kill you. But he knows her frame. That's how if you don't know your wife. Eh? A, a good husband, eh? even when the wife misbehaves, because you know him, he will go and hug her. Yeah. When the wife misbehaves, he will defend the wife in front of people. You know, he says, that's what my me too I have. I pray you receive grace, guys. Yes. To know. And it's not an easy thing to know. It's a, it's, a, it's a process of patience. Taking your time. Learning. Monitoring things. Knowing how things. Know what makes her happy. Know what makes her sad. Know what she likes. Know what she doesn't like. You know. Know things. Know how to get her. Do you get it? Yeah. There are many things that the Bible has said we should have in marriage. For instance, the Bible says that a, a woman should not deprive the man of sex. Not so. And a man should also deprive them. All those things are there. But you see, if you don't know your wife, it will be difficult for, her, for you to get her to have sex with you. I'm going deeper. I'm helping you fully. You know, one day in Scotland, I said, I'm going for a walk. When I was coming, guess what? I was holding a beggar. And my wife said, you, you are bad, man. I know what you want tonight. <laughs> no, I'm helping you. You see, it's not that, oh, God said, you can't deprive me of your body, so... Uh, the Bible says she won't mind you. <laughs> I said, if she's pushed to start, it's okay. But if she's wires, <laughs> go and tell God that I'm tired. 
I said, go and tell God that we've closed the factory. <laughs> we are not working. The gate is closed. <laughs> if, and it's not easy to know your wife because it's very tedious, very irritating, very tedious. This is, what, this is the patience that the unbeliever guys don't have that make them cheat on their wives. I'm not saying, I'm not saying, come again. <laughs> yeah, I'm not saying that you, you, you don't, there's no tendency for a Christian to know. Those things are different things. But I'm saying that an unbeliever guy doesn't have the patience to withstand a wife who is misbehaving. Okay. I have a friend, then he had a little whatever with the wife. Then he told that the dad got to know him. So the dad called him and said, if I give you advice, you will not take it. That's what the father He said, if I give you advice, you will not take it. This is this thing your wife is doing. Just get some two small girls and balance with your wife. She will, she will stop fooling. One or two. <laughs> you see, for an unbeliever, it's a perfect. So before you see, Instead of taking time to know the wife, he has gone and but that one too has repercussions. Has repercussions. So there are some men, they look very big, but they never know a woman. Yeah. But when you see, I'll come to this word, because the second thing you have to do with your wife is to learn to dwell with her. Dwelling, like stay. She's arguing, she's fighting, but you are in the room. The unbeliever doesn't know how to do it. He'll take his car key and move out. But this one, you're, she's arguing, she's fighting you, tearing for you, but you are dwelling. You are just stable. It's another thing you learn to do. I think this thing will go. We can't do all tonight. But as God permits us. So know, know your wife. And that's why you need a long friendship most of the time. Open your eyes, learn, see the thing. Go here, go here. You know, recently, one of our sisters, the beloved called me and said, I want to marry this one. I said, you know what, relax. Because I felt he doesn't know the lady. Like the patience a man needs with the woman, he doesn't have it. Without patience, you can't marry Patience. If a man, you see, a man eh, to marry, eh, give me paper. Someone should fold paper for me. Quick. Not till paper. Good. You see this paper? Eh? I'm 20 if it hits you, don't worry. I want to throw this paper very hard for it to go and hit the wall that Mr. Wooda is. Okay. It's, it can't go. Because the room is big. Enough that this paper cannot go there. That is how a man's heart must be. Large to accommodate a lot of nonsense from a woman. That she, she doesn't even know is nonsense. If your heart is not large and it's small, give me the paper again. If all the compartment of your heart is just like this, please. When she throws it like this, mm, to hit your heart, 
And when it hits you, you do react. And that's where the problems cause start in the marriage. But if your heart is big, she hits you, you do this shit. When she hits you, then now she say, eh, you come when I provoke you, you didn't get angry. <laughs> because I want to use another problem. Because sometimes you deliberately want to make you angry. But because their heart is large. When I provoke you, I didn't get angry. You don't love me. Because you did not fight with me. Oh, your wife. It's a beautiful thing when your wife herself gets when my husband knows me. When she's misbehaving, oh, when I'm going to meet you. But you don't know her. If she's playing, you are serious. You take it serious. It's not easy. As I'm saying it funny like that, it's not easy. Not easy. Dwell with her according to knowledge. Get to know her. Study her. Learn what she likes, what she doesn't, how she likes it. Hmm? A woman is like a clutch. Do you know clutch? When you're driving a manual car. If you take your legs off quickly, the fire will quench. When you're in traffic, we have something called half clutch. When you're learning to drive. That's the most difficult part of driving a manual car. You have to learn to balance it. You like massage it, then it's like a fire engine and it's going. That's how it is. But when you live with a woman, you, you manage the thing. Like, you press it small. When it's about to go in, then you press it again. Then you press, then it's going like that. Then the car will be going. Everybody will be happy, but they don't know. They don't know how the clutch it is to handle the clutch. And it's possible to know them. That's why the Bible says, get to know them. When your wife gets pregnant, you have to learn to know her. Everything changes. She can be sad all of a sudden. She can be happy. You have to. Else, always quarrel. Some women are more complex to deal with because they are more emotional. You get it? If she's crying, hey, you must look for a tissue. Oh. Else, if she finishes crying, say you. And I was crying, you didn't even hold me. You didn't even give me tissue. You need to notice. When she does her hair, be the first to say it's nice. Else, you say you. When I even did my hair, you didn't say it was nice. Or you say I'm canal. Am I canal? Joke with it. I don't want to be doing marriage counseling. 
after your wedding. I want you to come back with joy and happiness. Amen. So that the time we'll be using for counsel, we use for prayer. All what I'm saying, you don't understand. Those who are married know your wife. I'm your priest and I'm teaching you. Know your wife. Those who are going to get married, know your wife. Don't just be interested in the I miss you. Oh, how are you? Oh, I wish we are married that I can press you. <laughs> when you marry, eh? You'll see your wife. You say, Pam, see on Make sure TV, you know. Leave there. You are blocking my view. The Bible says to a hungry man, every bitter leaf is sweet. Bitter leaf is like pizza because he's hungry. So because you don't have sex, so it's like sex, sex. But when you marry and you have sex, one, two, three, that's when the real problems will come up. Then you see that marriage is not sex. I say a full soul looteth and honeycomb. I just say, be a one man the honeycomb. But be a come dinner. Every bit of thing is sweet. Are you catching something? So know your wife. Strive. That's why you should pray, Lord, help me. Help me. Give me the grace. Give me. That's why, ladies, you to find a man who will be patient to know you. If you find a man who is not patient to know you, when you are crying, instead of he coming to comfort you, he rather slap you. Say you like crying too much. It's not a joke. That's why it's good that you and your beloved, your beloved are in the same church. So when he hears his own, you hear your own, then the thing works. You get it. That's, that's the only reason why we encourage that beloveds and their beloveds should be in the same church. Because all of you are hearing the same thing. And all you, know, you all know where you play. Or not so. <clears throat> Number two, dwell with them. Are you learning something? <clears throat> so if I were a lady here and I'm looking for a guy, these are the things I'll be starting to look for. A guy who, who understands women. Not a guy who has 5'5". Five five. Not a guy who has sporting waves. Not a guy who is fair and has muscles. No. Dwell. The word dwell means to stay. For every marriage to work, the man must stay. You see, like, you see, I'm sitting here. Stay with my wife. Like, I stay. I'm here. I'm not in a hurry to go anywhere. Whether we are fighting 
whether we are not fighting, whether we are arguing, we stay. You are here. Not a guy that when you fight with, you are scared that hey, you will go to the next girl. No. You don't have any girl to go to. Christian, brothers, pastors, you don't have any friend to talk to when your wife is misbehaving. It even makes you want to resolve the thing more. If I'm, if I'm not talking to my I'll be very lonely. But I don't have anybody I talk to. Like on a certain level. No. Who will I talk to? I don't have anybody I chat to. <laughs> Yesterday, around 10.30. You know, those days when we were at Trevor, I used to go to a school called Family Health to preach at Tishin by the beach. Yesterday, around 10.30 or so, I had a call from this number. I didn't know the number. So I said, let me call back. That's when you were coming. When I called, the lady said, it's me, Beatrice. I'm like, who is Beatrice? She said, oh, is, please, is this not Pastor Mubarak? And I guess this is Pastor Mubarak. He said, eh, you used to come to family health. Then I noticed there was a, a problem. I said, oh, Beatrice, okay. But how did you get my He said, oh, those days, you gave it to us. And I'm like, okay. Then quickly, I said, Beatrice, unfortunately, I can't talk to you now. So, I will call you later in the day. I hope you're okay with that. Then she said, I am okay. But I said, then she said, I'm okay. They said, oh, I don't have a problem talking to you. Then I said, but I have a problem talking to you. Because when you talk to another lady after a certain time, it means something. It means something. You can't be talking to another lady. You have a wife and you're talking to another lady at 10 o'clock. How was your day? No. Those questions you ask only your wife. I'm on the guys. You don't ask a friend. You ask only your wife. Have you eaten? Is everything okay? What's going on? Uh-huh. Certain emojis only your wife is sent to. You dwell with her one and one for life. One and one for life. Now, this is God's wisdom. When you are doing all that, it doesn't mean that the woman will be acting perfect, but you do your part. You have to do your part. This has got nothing to do with whether she's acting right or not. This has everything to do with what God has told you. So everybody should do what God has told them. I watched a movie. I forgotten the title. I think last week, Monday, I was, I was watching TV. No, two weeks. And these three old men, I think one, they were four. One was going to get married. I think the title is Las Vegas. Yeah. Then they invited them to Las Vegas. But they were so old that one of the guys, the wife, when the man was getting off the car to go to the plane, you see, the wife herself noticed that, Charlie, I'm old. My body is old for my husband. So he gave the man a condom and gave the man a note say, you are free to do whatever you want to do when you can use it. I just want you to be free. And the man was happy. <laughs> My wife was giving me freedom. But do you know what? He went to Las Vegas, did everything. 
as they were in the club dancing, a young girl said, I like you, you're a good man, I like you. Then they went to the bedroom, they were going to have sex. Immediately the girl went, the lady went naked. The man said, I'm sorry. For the past 40 years, I tell my wife every interesting thing that happens in my life. I know this is very interesting, but I don't think I can tell my wife this. So please, I can't do this. The lady said, you're a good man. I knew you were a good man. Covered and ran away. He said, I want to have a husband like you. I knew you. You see, that is a man that is dwelling. I said, marriage is like plantain. When you cut it, that's your portion. It's like yam. When you peel, the one you get is your portion. Marriage is not like you've bought fried rice, three packs, and you go, you know, sometimes you open to see the one the chicken is big, then it's not like that. If you enter marriage with this mindset, you will survive it. Yeah. Not like, oh, we are Jimmy and Mejano. For life, you dwell. Stay all the nonsense, you take it. The marriage is full of nonsense, by the way. Do you know what nonsense is? Nonsense. There's no sense in it. All the nonsense of your wife, you will embrace. You will what? Embrace. Number three, give honor to your wife. I'm talking to the guy, so. So, ladies, as you are writing, if one day you marry your husband, you say, remember what Papa taught us. Show it to him. You are not dwelling. If you see your, God forbid, no pastor here will do that. But if you find some traces, you see, remember. If you are arguing with your husband, your husband won't listen. If you are talking and you're also talking, tell you, pastor said, know me, know me. I like talking, listen to me. Sometimes I'm tired. I'm tired. My wife will come with issues. and I just, When she's talking, then at a point, you say, I'll start changing my face. I'm like, oh, but you know I'm tired. They say, but who should, who should listen to me? You listen to last one, last one. <laughs> last one. Because she wants to be heard. She wants to be heard. If you don't hear her, she won't tell someone else. To which you will not be happy. She tell her colleague. And there are many guys, will, bad guys willing to hear. Even the most spiritual woman, they can tell people. Yeah. You've not heard funny stories of how say, a pastor's wife is sleeping with a driver. The pastor is too busy to listen to the wife now. A driver is always saying, oh, madam, why feel, oh, bank manager is too busy. But the driver, and women want to hear you, oh, why feel, oh, so you have to tell your wife, oh, why first, before she goes out. If you don't tell her, that guy, that womanizer in the office, 
Your wife comes and say, Hey, I smell your perfume. Is it YSL? And it is YSL. Suddenly your YSL will be big. God forbid. That is why you must be a loving man. Anna. No, you say, then you there, when you smell it, you keep quiet. Me catch an anything bear in the day. Be there. Oh, I was sending it to me in the day. It's one country. Why you don't robotic? You don't express emotion. I'm teaching when you marry. This is how you must act. Robotic. You don't make compliments. You see, my perfume is a bond is a redo. Which kind of perfume smells like sasso? Meanwhile, another guy is saying, hey, you smell like uh, some roses. Which one would you like to hear? If I were you, I'll see it. I'll see it. Even if it's not there, I'll see it. Hey, media, I see it too. Sometimes it's not even true, I'll see it. <laughs> then they'll say, oh, you didn't know, I've caught you, you lie. Sometimes <laughs> my wife says, no woman is sweating their hair. It's not smelling good. I say, hey, your hair is smelling nice. Say, you see, you're a liar. <laughs> because I have to say it. This one is not anointing. No. Hey. You have to. I'm talking to my church members. Oh, yes. Am I helping oh, yes. the guys? Oh, yes. If you don't say it, oh, yes. you'll be in trouble. Oh, yes. Say it. Oh, yes. Everything. Oh, yes. Say it. Say it from hairstyle to toenails. Just say it. Say it. Giving Anna, recognize. When you give Anna to someone, you recognize. You see, you see oh, I've noticed you. Women want to be noticed. She wants you to see that she's done her hair. So let her know you've seen it. You get it. I want you to know that she's fixed her nails. So let me, oh, your nails are nice. Where did you do it? And maybe it's nice. <laughs> it's nice. Wow. Some people say, oh, but if it's not nice, why should I lie to her? You there, be there. <laughs> be there and say it's not nice. Why should I lie to her? Someone will do the lie for you. Don't sit down for anybody to take your woman on. It's a dangerous world. Ladies, you are happy, eh? When it gets to your turn. Yeah. Don't say I'm biased, oh. I, I, I deliberately decide to do that, guys, first. <laughs> when it gets to your turn, and you hear the things you also have to do, as you are there, say, Papa, say it, say it. Some of you have been saying things, I should say, Holy Spirit, tell him to say this one. <laughs> As I'm saying their own, when it gets to your own, don't say I'm biased. Giving Anna, giving Anna, Anna your wife, Anna her, recognize her in the sight of people, 
Let people know you love her. Appreciate her. On her birthday, put her on your status. Celebrate her. If people notice you don't respect your wife, they won't respect her. And if people disrespect your wife, they have disrespected you. So as a pastor of your church, let the people know you respect your wife and love her. Not a show where you come and stand in the pulpit and you make show, but like people who are close to you must know what your wife is to you. They must see the friendship between you and your wife. They must see the genuineness. They must see the love. That's all honor. They must come close and appreciate. See that all. And when you, when you do that, you see, it sort of even affects the woman too. It makes her more confident. It makes her they have a very positive outlook. Are we online? Hallelujah. Are you here? Giving Anna recognition. Putting us a distinct mark. Your wife is different from all the women. Yeah. The most special person in your life. We talk highly of her. You let people know how much she means to you. You let, her, you let her know your value. And don't be a kind of man who will only talk good about your wife, but will not talk good to her. And finally, always know she's a weaker vessel. You know what that means? It means if two of you are crying, you have to clean, you the man, you have to clean your tears and support her. If two of you are hungry, you need to what? Forgo your hunger. Let her have the food. I'm not talking about when she has eaten and she comes and she wants to take your food. Huh? I want to go, you've eaten your own, let me eat, let me eat. I'm talking about real life when things get tough. When things get tough. And you'll have to stand by her. Always know that she's not as strong as you. When there's an argument, everybody wants to be heard, but a real man will, sh will shut up and let the wife be heard. You keep quiet. Hmm? Not that when she's misbehaving and she's, she's becoming boring. He cries. Flick, my wife is boring. I need someone who can keep me company. 
whether boring or not boring, you are in the house. For life. For life. Marriage is not a joke. Imagine they say the rest of your life you eat only chicken. Meanwhile, you know good too is nice. Always good, not nice. It's good, not nice. It's cow, not nice. Yeah. But they say only chicken or snail. Only snail you eat. That's how marriage is like. Can you drink Milo all your life? Every morning, Milo, 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 Milo. And when you marry, that is it. Yeah. This is what the unbelievers don't know. Like, eh, I'm tired. I need a, a younger lady too. Sometimes you'll be, you see a man and a wife. You see that the wife has outgrown the man. <laughs> That's why, women, you too have to help yourself. If I'm supposed to eat chicken the, all the rest of my, then you need sometimes you must boil it, sometimes you must fry, sometimes you must roast it. Don't make it every day, like. Eh, you say I cook on a bed in the Listen, you should be able to sit with your wife when you marry. And listen to her. When you finish, say something sensible. Then she will say, thank you, my husband. Not you do everything you see. She has to go and top up with another person. <laughs> so it means that you, it's like neighbor. He's a foolish man. <laughs> no. You should be able to sit with her. When she pours her heart out and you also pour your heart. <sighs> she do this. Thank you. When she has a problem, she you should be the first person she wants to tell. Because once she knows you will listen, you will give her a good answer, and you will lead her. You should not want to talk to her JHS friend first before coming to talk to you. Are you here, guys? Lisa is only these guys who are in the church. Those guys at the back, I don't, they are not, are they in the meeting? They are not in the meeting. We, we are closing, we are closing. Oh no, it's, it's true, time is up, time is up. It's, it's almost 8.30. Oh no, 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 time is up, time is up. We'll continue next month. No, 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 people, are, people have to go far. Hallelujah. Be on your feet. <laughs> Be on your feet. Have you been helped? Go to verse 1. Likewise, wives, ye wives, be in subjection to your own husband. So, wives must also have. Ownership, my husband. The way you see my money and it's dear to you. My phone. When a woman says my, it means a lot to her. 
my my tilapia this is yours this is mine we are eating from the same plate oh this is mine we have this table in our bedroom my wife has separated the table this is your part table that we are sharing me my dex that I used to study she has said no this is your part why is your why is your watch here my part So the same way you see my part, that's why it's my husband. Next month I'll give you more. You are the fairest of ten thousand. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Visit www.christaboundinglove.com and our social media handles at the Christ Abounding Love Church for more audio messages and details on all upcoming conferences. God bless you.